Hello, hello, and everybody, welcome back. Another frequently featured, fluently forward, fluently whatever. <laughs> it's it's my sister-in-law, Haley McNamara. How hello. you doing? So good. So happy to be back. I want you to know that I think this is your third time. Yeah. Maybe more. Every time you're on, I get tons of DMs and randomly throughout the year saying, like, we really like your sister-in-law. They really like when you're on. Oh, I really like them. <laughs> yeah. So back by popular demand, I was so excited to have Haley on. And you know what? We're not going to talk a single drop about sex trafficking in this episode because normally when you come on, it's Jeffrey Epstein, um, Andrew, Andrew Tate. Tate. Yeah. You know, <laughs> womp, womp. <laughs> But we are still going to be talking about troubled celebrities who need our help and our assistance. And we're going to be giving advice for celebrities who either are hated, like universally, or are currently flopping. And we could either make the people love them or at least get the people talking. Yeah. <laughs> and I really wanted to have you come on for this because, well, you know what? First, let's talk real quick about some people who have had character or redemption arcs because I was keeping mm. a little bit of a list because – you know, sometimes it's hard to change a reputation, but you can. And people who have done it, shockingly, I think Logan Paul. Oh, yeah? Has he come back? Like, people will still bring up the suicide forest, um, but I think his pivot into podcasting and, like, wrestling, and now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, okay, Joe Rogan, knock off. <laughs> like, he just basically <laughs> If it works, it works. <laughs> yeah, but he went from being, like, a dweeby Vine kid to at least, like – a, a rich internet star, yeah. which I feel like is a little bit different. Um, Taylor Swift, I feel like went from like, it was so annoying to like her to now mm -hmm. she's like the, on top of the world. So yes. I feel like she changed. Yeah. Kim Kardashian, I think went from also being kind of a joke to being more well-respected. Yeah. Anne Hathaway has been all over the place with being loved and then hated and now loved again. Although mm -hmm. I don't know if you see this. Have you been seeing all the things of like, oh, Anne Hathaway doesn't age. She looks just how she did in Devil's Wear Prada. Um, and a lot of people immediately, it's weird how they are like, how you age when you're unproblematic has turned into, it's fine for me to bully the shit out of you, oh. like about your looks. <laughs> yeah. But if you still are like a size zero past the age of 40 like you must be a good person like yeah I feel like people just think that the two are the same and it kind of freaks me out sometimes how we give Anne Hathaway like all of this kudos I don't think we should be mad at her but like she just looks good at the Cannes Fin Film Festival if that's yeah. how you pronounce it yeah I don't know it's the halo effect. Yeah. yeah. But she ascribe was... goodness and truth and yes. trustworthiness to people who are beautiful. Yes. Although I'm trying to think, it is funny how you have the halo effect, but if you have too much of like the quote unquote Instagram face, it takes away from that. Yeah. Whereas people immediately think, and Haley Bieber might be a bitch, but like her, Nicola Peltz, I feel like they all have that look where like, they just look like they're going to be mean to me, even though they're beautiful. So it kind of takes away from the halo yeah. effect. It's also called, there's like the beauty penalty or like the blonde penalty. They just, there's mm. all these different names for it where. The big boob banishment. Yeah. You know? It's like, oh, yeah. so you must be a ditz or, oh, you must be mean. Or like, I have a higher belief that you're going to be really trustworthy. So I'm more disappointed than uh. I would be if I didn't have, I don't know. You can't win. That's the answer. You can't win. I bet there's a name for that like industry of. Like judgment, basically. Yeah. Like I would love to dive more into the science of like how oh no already it's like already it's like it's like such okay. a hairy topic because sometimes people are just like straight up bigoted, but we yeah. all have like little 
tiny judgments that we do. And I wonder just where that comes from. Mm -hmm. Now, the last thing to go from being hated and flopping to being loved and on the rise, I think are hot dogs. And that's because oh. they were renamed as glizzies. <laughs> they were? Yeah, the the glizzies. And there was like some sort of internet fad where somebody made like a glizzy gobbler. And it was like this <laughs> device that you stick your hot dog in and then you hold it. And then that way, when you eat your hot dog, it doesn't look like you're sucking dick. So people would eat their hot dog. So dogs. like you eat it from the middle. How would it? <laughs> no, it's like it's just like I'm trying to. How would I describe it? Imagine you're holding like a toy gun or okay. something. Okay. But then on top of the gun rests the hot dog, uh-huh. and there's little bowling alley gutters on like either side that of it. Sounds more like a penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bigger penis. Okay. <laughs> And it's made out of plastic. But yeah, so anyway, now every time I see a hot dog, I go, I could go for a glizzy. Just a glizzy then, gobbler? A glizzy yeah. gobbler. That's, that's good, Mark. I, that sounds good. So when we, Haley and I were spending some time with family, when we were at Uncle John's and Aunt Becky's, I had two glizzies at the barbecue wow. because hot dogs are on their redemption arc. Whereas before, back in the day, I remember in elementary school, everyone would go up to you and be like, do you know that there's like a cow's asshole and a pig's nipple inside of that? And like the most disgusting stuff. Was in hot dogs, basically. Anyway, so... I haven't looked at... I haven't looked it up because I'm too scared. (laughs) Yeah, don't check the stats on the hot dogs. That's like... I like to bury my head in the sand on that one. So I wanted to have you on for this because it was probably like six months ago. You had the best idea ever for Meghan Markle, who desperately needs PR. Like, she was absolutely body slammed by the, you know, UK press over there. Then over here... You know, the Spotify executives are calling her and Harry grifters. Nobody likes them. And you came up with this idea of diving into rom-coms, right? Yes. Because I think the Brits, and not all Brits, because it was so funny. I was living in England during Megxit. Or like mm. right after it was right after Megxit happened, which by we the way, like <laughs> so funny, so like Megxit, come on, <laughs> so funny. And um, you know the the tabloids were going so after her. The British people like weren't really against her. A lot of them were really excited about her joining the royal family because they're finally like a little bit more diverse representation. Mm-hmm. So, but the press went crazy after her, and she moved to America. And I feel like America was primed for her. We were so ready mm. for. I mean, like we'd all been raised on these movies about brash like forward-thinking american woman marries into a british family hallmark channel was like fist pumping going crazy i feel like that's every like Meghan markle just needed a twin who was evil for a mix-up and then it would have been like we've already seen this movie and we watch it every year you know like she just needed to do a secret handshake with the queen and like hip bump her and I don't know we we needed a montage of her trying on dresses in the royal closet like we all grew up on that stuff yeah we were ready we were ready for Megan Mm -hmm. and yeah they just like I don't know I feel like they fumbled their PR momentum when they came into the U.S. and I think they could have completely won the game if they came back to the U.S. and okay they decided they don't want to go live like the most private life in the world they have stuff they want to say they're ambitious they want to do stuff that's fine they should have just gotten into rom-coms and like make their whole brand. We love each other. We're about love. We love love. And so we're just going to spread love and stories of uplifting things. The world's a dark place right now. We're going to give people an escape that's positive. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I would have absolutely watched like, I would still watch 
a rom-com like produced by by them them. directed by them Mm -hmm. and we are in the age of like everyone's dying for a rom-com like early 2000s was great we don't have like the Matthew McConaughey, Kate Hudson, Meg Ryan of our time. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell are doing a rom-com? Have you seen the trailer for no, it? No, I haven't. Everyone got so excited because on the red carpet, there was damn chemistry between those two. And they're both like, you know, hot starlets. We were like ready for this. Everybody wants a rom-com. Um, there was even some drama where like they might have cheated on their sig mm. offs during the filming. And then the trailer came out and like – It just looks like a horrible fanfic story. There's like no passion between the two of them. We'll see how the movie is, but it made everybody disappointed because we're all thirsting for a rom-com. I want another When Harry Met Sally. I want like a, what was the email one? You've got mail. Like make him so classic. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. So good. I'm trying to think like the last good rom-com that I watched uh not coming to mind when harry met sam when he days yeah yeah and um, and those movies it's like i feel like yeah everyone wants them everyone would be excited if you make them just actually good and then also they could like pick out the future stars right yeah. like who are the gen z actors and actresses who will become tom hanks or and it's an excuse for them to be – because they kind of want to be a part of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And this way they would get in the circle, be at all the events and the award shows without so obviously trying to be the center of attention. You yeah. Know? It's not about them. They're creating it behind the scenes. Yeah. But everyone would be like, oh, this is so romantic. And then you would have those romantic, excited feelings about the movie. Yeah. And you would associate it with them. They could also even do fun things too where they would star like in each movie – her and Harry are in the background of a shot at the yes. coffee shop. So, like, you watch each movie trying to see, like, when they're going to pop up. That would be so fun. Yeah, I think that would be fun, too. Okay. So, Meghan Markle, get her to believe in. You can do it. And if you're not going to do that, and I hope that your marriage works out, but if it doesn't mm-hmm. and you guys get divorced, hook up with Justin Trudeau because that would also be pretty funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be so funny. Hopefully it doesn't happen, but you yeah. know. Okay, <laughs> gotta have a, plan B's and C's. A backup plan for if the first flop, you know, if there's a second <laughs> flop. And while we're here, we had some ideas of brainstorming for Prince Harry too. We were saying he's he's a little bit down. Oh my god. Have you heard the audiobook clips of him? Yes. When he goes oscillating. My penis was oscillating between borderline traumatized and what was the other one? like happy yeah or something I don't know I just like I can't so our ideas for him were number one get into UFC (laughs) and just like fight people because I feel like he wants to like let out the aggression I feel like there's a lot of people he wants to hit like mainly his brother I don't think he'll be able to do it yeah he wanted it he was like complaining in his book about having to ask permission before like attacking people on the battlefield so Mm. i feel like he's got a lot of pent-up energy or he also needs to dive into like dad of the year because like i feel like in his Mm. book right he was like i had to get the smaller bedroom and like william did this i did that so i feel like then you have to be like yeah and it's some sort of big show about like the cycle of trauma and abuse like ends with me and like everything's good from here on out my kids have exactly equal everything (laughs) there will never be any difference um and then also a hair transplant he's just gotta william should have done it ages ago like why do you think he didn't i i think he's like would be embarrassed that people would be like haha you obviously got a hair transplant 
But people would get over it. He would be much more handsome if he had hair. Yeah. I, there's so many men I think should get cosmetic work done and they just never listen to <laughs> yeah. me, you know? And I've got options. As Mark Zuckerberg, I could do a number on him. <laughs> Today's episode of Fluently Forward is brought to you by Factor. It is the holidays and you might be having some of those jam-packed days where you are looking for a nutritious, convenient meal to keep you energized, but you just don't have time to cook for it. Or you could be like me and maybe literally ever since 2020, you told yourself, oh my God, I work from home. Why not spend more time cooking for myself? But you don't. You just graze throughout the day and it's not nutritious and it's not good for your body or mind and you just find yourself hangry and irritated all the time. Well, lucky for you and me, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. This is fantastic because... um. All of these meals are delivered straight to your door. They are fresh, never frozen meals, and you are going to get a banger of a discount code to try them out. So if you, like me, have been seeing Factor everywhere and looking for a reason to try it out, let this be your sign. So you can head to factormeals.com fluently50, and you'll use code fluently50 to get 50% off. That is code fluently50 at factormeals.com slash fluently50 to get 50% out off. So uh, go over there and give them a shot and just make your day easier with Factor. So here's another one we had. Madison Beer. What are your thoughts on her? All I, She's like very beautiful. Yes. And she just reminds me like a glass statue. What is her halo effect? Because I feel like her, she has the halo effect where it's it's like some of these other people where it's too beautiful mm. in terms of Instagram face where I, – God, I feel like such a wench of a woman even saying this. Like, but, you but it's, know, it's like a cultural here. thing where someone can be almost like so beautiful that people turn on them. Yeah, like a like – a sh- okay, like for Patreon we read – did you ever read the Pretties, Uglies, and Specials books? No, but I heard about them. Yeah, so mm. like – you know, you start off as an ugly, you get surgery to make yourself a pretty, but then you can be like a CIA pretty where they make your bones like, I just always remember in the books, it was light as bamboo, but like tough as titanium. And your teeth are kind of like razor blades and you have these sharp cheekbones and they always describe them as like sharp and severe. Mm. Um, And some people have that type of beauty, whereas some people have more of like the Selena Gomez, Sydney Sweeney, mm-hmm. Marilyn like, Monroe. Yeah, like a cutesy type of beauty. Um, but Madison Beer, I feel like her beauty has held her back in the past because her, let's be honest, it's mostly ladies bumping to her music. And mm-hmm. I do like her music a lot. She's very talented. And while I used to say that my advice for her is, you know, uh, snarkily steer into the skid and just like only do performances with pit stains and a camel toe to be like, (laughs) screw you guys. But now I think she's just so beautiful. It's always going to make people mad. So I think she should now steer into this skid and full on be a Bond girl. Like she's stunning. She's gorgeous. Her music video showed me how I fell in love with you. She was kind of doing that a little bit. Like she was swimming in a pool, playing poker, Mm -hmm. like Bond girl aesthetic. So I think she needs to try as hard as she can to try and do the theme song for the next Bond movie. That would be good. Cement herself as a Bond girl. And then whoever's rumored to be the next James Bond, get yourself into a PR relationship with him. Sell ass if you have to. Like, make be on his arm. And then that way it's just like, you know, I, I tried for 10 years to be relatable and like go on live and be friends with my fans. But you know what? I'm a Bond girl. 
and I'm a pretty statue you can never touch. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a good – and like the stopping trying to be relatable. For some people it works. For some people it doesn't. I feel like a common theme – we'll see if this stays a common theme throughout this. But for some people, the move that they need to make is to steer into the skid. It's to like stop fighting what people are saying about you and just like capitalize on – whatever that is. Give us an example. Like the Taylor Swift. Like mm. I think her, a lot of, for me at least, when I started really respecting her as an artist, mm. which I mean, okay, I should have done it from the start, but blank space. Yeah. The music video was so good. It was unhinged. It was hilarious. It was like very, very witty writing and it steered into the way that the media portrayed her yeah. so much. And instead of just being like, no, I don't date that many guys. Nope. Like, I'm not crazy. And then she just Justin went Jared is like, here's a list of 20 people that have been linked to Taylor. Like, she's never – also, she's never going to fight that battle because she has dated a lot of people. Yeah. And guess what? I think I've dated 40. Like, I don't blame <laughs> her at all. Like, like – you know, Perez Holson would have a freaking field day with me. So she can't say that she hasn't dated yeah. a lot. You so have. Just own it. It's fine. Own it. it I, yeah. I loved, I remember when Taylor Swift was like, oh, like, it's so sexist to like say all these things about a woman. And I'm like, yeah, but also some of them about you are true. And when I say that, I mean her better than revenge. Like, this is a chick who's obsessed with revenge. Mm -hmm. And she, it freaks me out. Like, have you ever been into revenge? Like, no. does it call to you? Do you yearn for I revenge? I really yearn for revenge. You know, I yearn yeah. for peace. Mm -hmm. And I'm also like, I can't hold on to things. You know what I mean? Like, it takes someone who enacts their revenge in like two years. That freaks me out. Yeah. I'm like, lock them up. Like, that's just crazy yeah. to me. Um, and I remember back in the day, do you remember the song Better Than Revenge? Mm -hmm. So this, I mean... Look, she was young. She was like 19 or whatever that yeah. came out. But I remember there was a moment she was performing at a grand piano in Central Park for like an acoustic version of her album. And it's in between songs. And someone in the crowd goes, better than revenge is awesome. The album had just come out. And she sits up and her eyes go like twinkly. And she goes, thank you. And I was like, yeah, Taylor Swift's like, I'm a psycho crazy person. Yeah. And like, don't mess with me. Yeah. And I feel like that should have been it rather than like, I'm not a psycho. It's yeah. like, I yeah. am, you know? And this like good life advice too. Like, I don't know, steer into your own skid. Okay, what's your? My skid is that I am useless after 7 p.m. at night. Okay. Like I will lay down and I will watch reality TV. Yeah. And not contribute anything to society. So I just accept that about myself. Yeah. And I don't try to push myself to do anything. And I'll wake up extra early in the morning and that's when I'm productive. Yeah, you and it, my it. life is so much more at unity and at peace if I do that versus trying to like sit down at 8 p.m. and do a creative project. That's never going to happen. Dude, I feel that so much. Mm -hmm. Mine was when – because I remember when I first started doing these TikTok videos, people would be like, you're so creepy and like invasive and dangerous and like pervy, like all these things about celebrities. And I remember I tried to fight it for a few years. And then like, I don't know, it was a couple months after that where I was like, you know what? I am creepy. <laughs> like I'm actually like a huge creep. Like I'm a huge creep and I'm kind of a perv because like I want to know what's going on in everybody's life. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah, you nailed it, you know? And then it's just like everything Subscribe. melts away. You know? like, are you a creep you're into it? <laughs> Do you peep into people's Because there's a lot of people. <laughs> like, we want to know. And if that's dangerous, then I guess I'm, I'm a predator. Predator sounds. Okay, who else did we have? Ellen DeGeneres was a fun one that we brainstormed because, you know, she's still around, but her cancellation 
It was a big one. Yeah, it was really – she built her platform on being kind and being nice, and then it's like if you ever have a bad day, you're screwed. Yeah. So th- we had two ideas for Ellen DeGeneres. The first one was to go back to stand-up mm-hmm. because now that you're mean, you kind of have an edge, and she could appeal to boomers by being like, oh, those like Gen Z and alpha kids like – can't, didn't know how to work at my company. They would complain about working a job and like things happen during a job and all the boomers would be like, oh, damn right it does, yeah. you know? <laughs> and then she would be doing stand-up. So I think she could get a whole new audience. What do you think of that? I think boomers would love laughing at hating on their younger generation assistants. Yeah. And calling them so sensitive. The good old days of workplace harassment. Yeah, they, yeah, like, they love yeah. it. They love it. <laughs> so she could get in there. And then we also said, too, um, she could double down on the CIA conspiracy. Yes. So what do you know about this so far? So the only thing that I know is there was some weird stuff with the Vegas shooting. Yes. Where – so that happened, and there's all these conspiracies and uncertainty about it, and then he, like, showed up on her show. And she's, like, on that show to jump out and scare, like, Mariah Carey or something. But all of a sudden (laughs) – like a witness of the shooting came or like a security guard, right? And yeah. then started like walking people through the scene and like what happened. Yeah. So, I mean, one day we'll have to do an episode on yeah. um, the Vegas shooting. Most deadly U.S. shooting to date by a mile. Very tragic. Like incredibly tragic. There's a lot of theories going on. We'll save it for an episode. But – and once again, like when I say theories – what what even is like the by the book like what the government said what the New York Times is saying theory like do they even have one for just the excuse it, of the guy do they, or do they just say he was a wacko who yeah, wandered in and wacko. happened to have all these guns and like happened to get them passed okay so I guess that's yeah. the what they're saying that's what I know about it I'll save what I've heard for the other episode but um the security guard guy at the hotel who found him and you know found like was the first person on the scene after that happened he fled the country but then he came back just for one day to do the ellen show and then he left so i think a lot of people were just like the freaking ellen show like what's going on here and then there's also other stuff too this one i don't think is true at all but it is funny because by god like what a crazy coincidence have you heard of her relation to jeffrey epstein no so it's not like she was in the plane but on her daytime talk show, and I'll show you some pictures, but the background of the show, you know how like Conan O'Brien has it like the skyline, like everybody has their own thing. I think Jimmy Kimmel has like a moon behind him. Ellen DeGeneres has these blue and white horizontal stripes and palm trees. And when you look at Jeffrey Epstein's little St. James Island, that temple on the island is blue and white horizontal stripes with palm trees around it. To be fair, when I was 13 years old, I might have had a shirt with blue and horizontal stripes (laughs) and palm trees on it, but that is good. Let's hope that no, like, you know, billionaire pedophile ever has, like, teal, like, sex room with, like, dolphins on it, because every teenager is like, you're complicit, you know? Um, Anyway, so a lot of people were like, you know, I heard about the, um, the gorilla resort, right? Like, are you talking about how when she saw the gorillas in Rwanda? Didn't her wife... Portia. Portia. Build her as like a, I don't know, like rehabilitation, like a nature center I think in so, Africa for, for her to birthday. help gorillas. And then there's all these theories that maybe it's a front 
for the government because it's like very strategically placed kind of between a couple oh. countries and there's maybe some mines and things that the government's interested in there. Damn, I hadn't heard that one, but that's an interesting one. But that also makes me think another, if she doesn't want to just go like full James Bond, maybe she should do a serious movie as Jane Goodall. Ellen DeGeneres? Yeah, because she cares a lot about gorillas. Yes. Dude, I used to be obsessed with Jane Goodall when I was a kid. That would be a really good one. Mm -hmm. I would go watch that. And then she's just like, I'm a serious actress now. I can yell at whoever I want. (laughs) (laughs) Finally. (laughs) I I get to be a diva because I'm not just a talk show host or something. Oh, I think that's a really good idea. Okay, so we'll have to see. So either, you know, she continues to work for the CIA or she does stand up to appeal to boomers or she becomes an actress. Today's episode of Fluently Forward is brought to you by Next Evo Naturals. You know them, you love them. These are CBD products that I am obsessed with. Um, I know a lot of people sometimes, they get a little quizzical about CBD. And that is because a lot of CBD products out there, they are CBD oil. So when you consume or you reach for these oil-based CBD products, you could be absorbing as low as 6% of what is on the label. But Next Evo Naturals, they are different. They develop this water-soluble form of CBD It's been clinically tested multiple times, which is why they work faster and absorb four times better. So I love reaching for my CBD gummies before bed. If I'm waking up, maybe I had a nightmare and I just want to calm down. If I'm feeling a little bit irritable and maybe I just want to chill out for the day. I personally love the gummies, but they also have different um, capsules, pills, CBD in any type of form. So if you don't want to waste your time with oil-based CBD that might not work, you can upgrade to better natural solutions from Next Eve. Go to nextevo.com and use the promo code FLUENTLY to get 25% off. That is 25% off at nextevo.com with the promo code FLUENTLY. All right. The next person that we had was Rachel Zegler, who mm. was – what do we – which she did something before Snow White that made people dislike her too. West Side Story. And yes. I think she was like plucked from high school. Like she was just in high school productions and stuff and then yeah. auditioned and got this huge breakout role. And then Ansel Elgort was cast. So yeah. nobody, like a bunch of people boycott the movie, which mm-hmm. sucked for her because I hear that she's got like a dynamite voice and was really good she's in it. She's a really good voice. Yeah. So... um Anyway, then she's now in the new Hunger Game movies that's coming out, but she also, she was going to be in the live action Snow White, and she still is, but Disney postponed it for a year. Oh, they did? Yeah, and her and Gal Gadot were like on the red carpet pissing a lot of people off because they were like, tell us about this movie, and in the opposite of the advice that we have for Meghan Markle, they were like... Snow White is saving herself and she doesn't give a shit about a man and she's a girl boss pulling herself up by her thong and doing it all and like she doesn't even need anything and it just got to the point where a lot of people were like it's a it's giving cringe b sue me I want a love story like why mm-hmm. are you guys trying to make everything where like women gotta like get to work and do it like it's exhausting yeah I'm like can't you have out? like an interesting character and some points of strength but you can't also fall in love yeah I don't know. It, uh, Every single person needs to read Little Woman before they write a script in Hollywood. Mm. Like, they just do. They really nail it with the, what's the line? Just because my dreams are different than yours doesn't mean they're not important. Yes. So getting married is important, and being the CEO of uh, Costco is also important. Mm -hmm. That's very important. Yeah. (laughs) I heard a a good theory I thought about her where 
it's like she was in the generation that was raised on the Jennifer Lawrence Hunger Game interviews. Ah. Where it was like, oh, be very relatable. Be very like, wah, wah, which like I think she maybe did in one of her interviews. <laughs> you be know, the Kathy like, I'm so hungry. I need to eat something. You know, that yeah. kind of hum- humor or like relatability type that like burnt out pretty quick with Jennifer Lawrence. And I think she was trying to do that. To, like, be fair to her, she saw that work. Yeah. She wanted to, like, stand out. I and you know it. the Disney execs, too. Like, they definitely told her what to say. Like, this wasn't something that she came totally. up with. Um, what was our advice for her? Okay, so she can't seem to get off the hate train. Oh, this is what we said. I think, personally, she has to do social justice work IRL. Mm. Because otherwise, if you're a Hollywood person... It just seems it comes across as very tone deaf to have this person with like a diamond necklace around their neck who's being interviewed on a red carpet be like telling you at home what you should be doing to like pull yourself up by the bootstraps or like what feminism is really like. It's like, my God, you mm-hmm. know? So I think the only way you could make that work in Hollywood is like you live in, I don't know, Costa Rica for nine months out of the year. And then for like three months, you're in Hollywood doing your stuff. Mm -hmm. But like then when you're there, all you're talking about is like what needs to be changed in the world. Because otherwise, it just doesn't ring as true if, you know, you talk, oh, like, like, this is my speech at the Golden Globes and we need to change these things. And then you go home being driven in a car by someone to your $20 million Beverly Hills mansion where like, you know, the toilet seats are heated. It's just crazy. Oh my gosh, I would kill for He did toilet seats, though. But I think, too, in general, with her and with other Hollywood people, I'm like, I'm kind of done with platitudes. Like, Mm. I don't want to be lectured broadly about society. Tell me about, like, one specific issue or thing that you really care about. Maybe it's a piece of legislation. Maybe it's, like, is something very specific, like domestic violence or the pink tax or pick your thing. Like, it can even be gendered but have something more specific that you're advocating for and stick to it over time and I think when celebrities do that like your respect goes up for them and they can make such a huge difference I mean I know everyone's like donating in general everywhere too and they probably have those opinions I mean they definitely do but I think publicly like pick one specific thing that whenever you speak that's what you're shooting for. And I think people will be like, oh, okay, I respect that. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like, too, I'm trying to think of certain celebrities. Like, Lady Gaga is always speaking up for, like, LGBTQ yes. community. Um, That's a good example. Ashton Kutcher had his thorn thing, although mm, he's kind of yeah. been hairy lately. Yeah. Wait, what do you so know about sad. that, by the way? Because you've, you're in the industry. What yeah. I mean, I don't know any specifics or gossip about it other than everyone was like, I can't believe he did that. I did see some things online where people were like, Thorne is actually secret, like the organization is bad. It's a really good organization. Okay, um, that's good to And hear. they did separate with him after it because yeah. Yeah, because like why in the hell like you're vouching for like a certified rapist? Yeah. But it's like, isn't that such a good, oh okay, I don't want to take the episode there. <laughs> but it's such a picture of like people can even like care, really care about these issues or say like, I would never support this. And then they know someone who's accused and they're like, well, he showed up to work on time and he was always nice to me, so I'm sure it's fine. Yes. And people even do that with like parasocial relationships. They'll be like, well, I love this guy because of the movies he's been in or, or whatever. So I'm sure that means I know him. I yeah. Know. Which is just like insane, yeah. you know? Okay, but Thor and the company. You yeah, they're things. a good NGO. So don't hate on them for, yeah, for what Astro is. Mm-hmm. Who is the other person? What were we talking about here? Rachel Zegler. Oh, 
Blake Lively does work mm-hmm. with Child Rescue Coalition. I, yeah. I donate to them every month. They're good, oh, right? Great. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're great. All right. You you let me know if anyone's I'll let you know if I hear anything. If anyone's secretly working for them or whatever. Okay. Will Smith. Mm. He's kind of similar a little bit to Prince Harry. He needs a little revamping. Um, we had some ideas for him, and they're kind of all over. Number – no, we only had one idea, but I think it's a good <laughs> idea. Okay. He – Everyone knows him as slapping Chris Rock and, you know, being cucked by Jada. That's like his, you know, online. That's his thing. (laughs) That's his thing. Okay. We think he needs to, you know, do a little bit of PR, backdoor handshakes, and he needs to have a few paparazzi in on it with him and get into public brawls with the paparazzi, specifically them being too invasive and taking pictures of his kids Mm -hmm. and him like being a defender and pushing people away from his kids. So then that way he can try to get the reputation of, oh, no, no, I'm a staunch defender. Mm-hmm. What I do is I defend and I'm loyal to the people close to me and I protect them from yeah. things. Yeah. I think I think it's the only way because it's like you can't – after that, I don't know, you just like go to a bunch of Buddhist like monk retreats and – take like a vow of nonviolence. I don't know. Everyone's always going to remember that image. Then it's a no-win situation. Same with like the Ellen DeGeneres be kind of the world. Mm. Then if you ever get pissed or voice something critically or even say, I didn't love this Caesar salad, people go angry, like losing your mind, about to slap someone. So you'll never be able to win being like a peaceful person and having that be your brand. Okay, Terry Crews, you had some ideas for him. You were saying – he should do an Oscar bait movie. Yeah, I love Terry Crews. Mm-hmm. He's so funny. I'm sure people have seen him in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's been in some other things. But he has this incredible talent of he can look so ominous. I mean, he's a big guy. He was mm-hmm. in those Old Spice commercials and stuff too. Do you remember those? <gasps> yes. He's like, a, he's like a big guy and he can look really menacing. But he also has the most like loving and adorable eyes if he like really opens them up he can make me laugh so hard i feel like he could make me cry you know (laughs) (laughs) like Like laugh so hard that you cry or like a sad cry i feel like he could i feel like both but i feel like he could make me sad cry um and he's someone who i think he needs like another step up in his career he's also someone i'll say who's been very outspoken on um sexual exploitation and violence issues even like behind the scenes he's signed a couple letters that our organization has even put out oh that's nice he really cares he's from i mean obviously i don't know him personally but i mean he was abused right Mm -hmm. by another guy in hollywood i don't know much about do you know much about it yeah i mean i know that he was um god damn it by the way i spoke too soon like here we are talking about i know i'm sorry (laughs) we're going back and forth between like the most ludicrous opinions and then being like anyway so it's a very serious <laughs> social issue um but yeah he had an experience at least at a party i know i read him talk about that um where he was yeah um touched inappropriately by a male executive at hollywood who went uh, unnamed so i also feel like too he i wonder if he's on some kind of blacklist like because he has spoken out a little bit and i feel like he's so funny he's so charismatic I went to an event once where he was an MC and he just lit up the room. I mean, he's like the kind of person who walks in and everyone looks at him. He has such a great energy. Um, He's also a really incredible artist. Just fun Terry Crews fact. Mm. He talked about on some talk show about how in college he would 
take an art class and then the weekend before the semester started, he would do all of the art projects in one weekend that were due for the whole semester, but in varying degrees of like from poor quality to good quality. And so then by the end of the semester, he would be like, look how much I've improved. You, the art teacher, have like taught me to unlock my gifts. And so the art teachers like loved him because they all felt like they personally gave him like the gift of art. So. Oh my God. Anyway, I, I just like him. Machiavelli. I want to see more. Class. Yeah. And also like having the it factor is important because not everybody has it. Um, okay. So he's going to do an Oscar bait movie. Today's episode of Fluently Forward is brought to you by Chime. If you are looking for a way to build your credit scores safely with everyday purchases and on-time payments, check out the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. This is a great way to build credit. There's no annual fee, interest, or a credit check to get started. So with the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card, you can use it everywhere that Visa credit cards are accepted, and you build credit using your own money. Some great benefits of this are you get paid up to two days earlier. So with a qualifying direct deposit, that you can get access to your money sooner and you can ditch the monthly fees and you can also access over 60,000 fee-free ATMs, which is more than the national top three banks combined. So you can start building your credit up, open up a Chime checking account with at least a $200 qualifying direct deposit to get started. Get started at chime.com fluently. That is chime.com fluently. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stride Bank, member FDIC. Chime checking account and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. On-time payment history may have a positive impact on your credit score. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary. Here we go. Ariana Grande. How do you come back from that? She's in her flop era. You had a great idea here. We have two ideas. One, I'll just get it out of the way, trauma dump on the people. And when I say trauma dump, I mean trauma diarrhea all over them (laughs) and come out with some sort of documentary, talk about the Dan Schneider, talk about Nickelodeon, talk about everything she's been through, which is a hell of a lot, and be like, I have not been myself. I've been living in like a disassociated state for the last 15 years of my life. And it doesn't like excuse what I did. It's just the explanation for it. So I'm going to be going to this rehab center and working on things. And when I come back, you know, it's like, I think people would be happy to wipe the slate clean because she's Mm -hmm. been through a lot. Yeah. She's been through a lot. Allegedly. And then you had a great idea of taking the Angelina Jolie path. Yes. Because I think I was thinking about her. I was like, man, how do you redeem that in the eyes of the public? Because it almost goes into that, like the worst thing a woman could be in archetypes and stereotypes of, oh, of like vixen homewrecker who broke up a marriage and left a woman with a baby. And, like, and a young wake, baby. A yeah. young baby. Like for so many people, they're just like, that's like the worst thing. And, and then it also feeds into like also – you know, misogynistic, like, stereotypes and everything, too. It's like there's the whore Madonna complex, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like it can fit into that if you look at it at a broad scale. So it's like, how do you get back? You got to go into the Madonna phase. And that's, like, what Angelina Jolie did, really, in a way, where so stayed with the guy for a really long time. She stayed with Brad for so long and having a bunch of kids. Mm. Just, like, become so maternal, be such a mothery figure for a long stretch of time and people will be like oh well 
she was, she had like a couple moments, but look at what a good mom she is. And that's, I mean, this isn't like a good thing, but I feel like in societal redemption arcs, people are like, oh, well, but she's a good mother. And so then they can excuse a lot. Yes. Even just getting pregnant already takes you half the way there, which I feel like- So weird. Don't you feel like Elizabeth Holmes was like really doing that to her advantage with her court case? I think she got pregnant twice. Yeah. She was just like, sorry, I can't. I'm pregnant. I was like, girl, there's only so many times you can do this. Like, whoa, you know? Um, Okay. So yeah. So stay with Ethan Slater, AKA SpongeBob, have a bunch of kids with him. And I feel like she's got to maybe go back to the naturally curly hair. Because I feel like that She has high curly type, hair? Yes. What? I know. That, like, I know all of this stuff because I'm thinking of I, – I want to start wearing my hair naturally more often. It looks really beautiful that <laughs> way. Thank you. It's just so – you never know what you're going to get. Like, anyone with curly mm-hmm. or wavy hair knows, like, it looks great. Then you sleep on it one night and you wake up and you're like, like, I got to do it all over mm-hmm. or, like, scrunch it. Um, but, yeah, because – People associate that tight, high ponytail now with her and home wrecking mm-hmm. and yeah. all of these things. So I feel like she's also got to change the iconic hair. Mm. Okay. We had one very fun idea here. There are a lot of currently flopping celebrities. I'm thinking Camille Cabello. I'm thinking Rita Ora. You know, I'm talking people who maybe they have one or two hit singles. You could tell that they want to be more famous and they're kind of clinging mm-hmm. on there, but they're just not – the public's not eating them up. Yeah. That's how I feel about Sabrina Carpenter. I'm getting so much shit for, for that opinion. But, like, <laughs> I think she's great. I, it's, she's just not gripping me, and mm-hmm. she's had the chances to grip me, and she's not. Anyway, they need – Instead of a hype house, a flop house, and it's this mansion where Camilla Cabello, Rita Ora, all these people live, these C-list stars who want to be higher up on the list, and it's a reality show, and we were saying that they could compete for either a billboard in Hollywood at the end of the show (laughs) or like a seat in the front row of the Oscars, like something that they really want. And then that way you tune in every week to see who out of these floppy seedless stars is going to make it. And I think it would kind of boost all of them. It totally would. Like Haley Steinfeld, did you say her? Yes, Haley Steinfeld. Who else would be good? Oh, maybe Debbie Ryan. I know mm. she's kind of a little bit too Disney. I feel like Chloe Bailey is kind of I don't even know who Chloe flopping. Is. She's half of Chloe and Hallie. Hallie's oh, the one who was Little Mermaid. Okay. Um, who else? I like it too because it's kind of like PR relationship, but it's like PR housing. (laughs) Yeah. PR housing, (laughs) PR friendships, like PR, like let's all piggyback on top of each other and like see what could happen. Together, how many floppers does it take to create one hit? (laughs) How many sinks does it take to make a swim? You know, like eventually we become buoyant enough because the mass is so big. Um, Demi Lovato, you've already heard me say this one before. She needs to do a jazz album. Mm. Like, just do jazz. You tried the punk rock. If it was going to take off, it would have taken off by now. I'm a big fan of throw stuff at the wall to see if it sticks. And I feel like so many celebrities throw something, it doesn't stick, and then they just throw more of the same. Yeah. They got to get a little bit of San Francisco and the people in Los Angeles, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Innovate, 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 change. Also, maybe this is just me, but I feel like people – or maybe it's just me, are always 
like I'm on YouTube or Spotify, I'm always looking up vintage music or jazz music to eat dinner to or have a glass of wine at the end of the night. Like I want to listen to old timey tunes. You know what I listen to all the time? The Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett album that they did together. That's so good. You're right. Like we're now, you're getting a bunch of millennials who are hosting and trying out their first charcuterie board. And you're not going to listen to Cardi B when the charcuterie board comes out. You want to try and class it up, Sonny. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Sonny boy. All right. And then I think we just had one last one here. I do think Justin Bieber could also lean into it more. Because yes. I think – I feel like he did – maybe it was just for an SNL photo shoot or something, but something that was kind of Frank Sinatra reminiscent. He has a really good voice, or at least used to. It's, I don't know if he's even singing anymore. You but I feel like I he did an uh, old-timey Frank Sinatra vibe and was like, yeah, I'm the heartthrob, but now I'm a little low and I'm in a jazz saloon. I don't know. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in a saloon with Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> this is a completely out of left field. Here's a wackadoo idea for Justin. Take Haley's last name because I think the last name Ooh. Baldwin means more than Bieber. Like Bieber fever, I'm a believer. He's like him doing a Sinatra, Justin Bieber. It just doesn't sound right. Mm. Justin Baldwin is classy. Identity. Yeah, and then that way he could say, oh, you guys think that I hate Haley. I love her so much. We're going to renew our vows and I'm taking her name. Oh, that, that would, would really. Be- and the Selena rumors. He's Justin Baldwin. That would wow. put a focus on her, which I think she wants. And then he could take the back seat, which we think he doesn't want to be so public. Mm-hmm. And he could just be cranking out those velvet albums. I want more Justin yeah. music. Yeah, and in do the like world. small, intimate venues. Yeah. He doesn't have to be doing big, huge tours, just like once a month, pop down into a little yeah. smoky nightclub. Partner with like the Four Seasons and like, you know, only perform there or something. Yeah. Justin Baldwin. Justin Baldwin sounds more adult. Yeah, than yeah. Justin Bieber. I hate to say it, but there, there's there's stuff in a name, yeah. you know? Also, this is such a different vibe, but when you were about to say like that this comes out of left field, I was like, <laughs> is she going to suggest that he does like adult diaper sponsorships? Because <laughs> I feel like if he wanted to, he could also make that work. Yeah, it's like he's been dressing in such loungewear. Yeah. He's like, fuck it, a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different way you could go. We're giving you options. We're giving you options. <laughs> Justin Bieber will be so good for your image. Go out in pull-ups. <laughs> Justin diaper. <laughs> Justin diaper. Okay, and then the last idea you had, this was um, and this could be for many people because this was for a billionaire. So anyone who has a billion dollars. So mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, Rihanna, the Kardashians, Oprah. Because this was a little bit inspired by the like the pushback on Oprah and The Rock having mm. like a fund for the Hawaii um fires. Why did they get pushback? On I don't know much about what happened. Well, there are. Uh, like con- there were conspiracy theories that like Oprah was out there with a lighter setting fires, yeah. or something, <laughs> which I don't believe. But they got pushed back a lot because with their fund, they were asking people to donate to it, like the public, and everyone was oh, like, no. "So they started you a fund? have yeah. yeah so much money," and they were also pledging money, but okay. they, but they were also asking the public to donate and like help contribute. And people just didn't feel like it was very – they felt like it was tone deaf. 
considering like inflation and cost of living crisis and all this stuff. And they're like, you could just donate. The amount that you're asking the public to donate, you could just give that. Not to mention if they said not only not asking people to donate, but if they then said the sentence, I'm not asking anyone for donations, you have already donated by watching my show for the last 10 Mm. years and buying my magazines and doing all of this. So like, please know that like your support is going to this and like, thank you for having been so supportive, you know, or something like that. Yeah, that would be so good. But it got me thinking about like, there's always pushback or criticism of this celebrity or that celebrity about how much they give or how much they have. And I think if you have a billion dollars, like with a B, pledge half of it to give away Mm. and make it like a bit splashy, have it be towards something specific or maybe two or three very specific things. And then if anyone ever criticizes you, you can always be like, I gave half of my money away and you still have half a billion dollars. Yeah. So you're still completely fine. But I think it would be like a really good PR move or goodwill. Because I mean, think about like Taylor Swift was giving off those really generous and great tips to like her truck drivers and everything with her tour, Mm -hmm. which was really wonderful. I'm like, imagine if, you know, a celebrity who's maybe in more like PR trouble signed off to give half. That would be me. And also, like you said, then they still have $500 million. Like, oh my God. Yeah. It's also like, it's so funny how we're like, how great would that be? And then a part of my, in the back of my head, I'm like, and expected. Like, how (laughs) in the hell could you not do that? But it's like, how could you not? And it doesn't seem like it should even be impressive, but I can't name anyone who has. Now, I know like a lot of charity things, we're not entitled to, you know, people don't have to say what they're giving out with charity, but if you want good PR, it's like an easy win. In the name of PR too, would you be like a Rachel Zegler move where you're like, and it all goes to like, domestic abuse or mm. like to uh you know forests being built in you know the amazon rainforest or yeah something. would you yeah. say it should be one specific thing i think so and what one cause because otherwise you, you get into like the the gates where it's like you just are giving to so many things and then people will find and criticize it like pick something very specific i still never forget age 16 or 17 the wall street journal put out an article about a share in africa mm-hmm. right our family's nonprofit. And I remember waking up and reading it in the morning before school. And I was, like, so excited. Oh, I was like, oh, my God. Like, so look cool. at this. I didn't even really understand. Like, at that age, I, like, I didn't know what the Wall Street Journal was. I was just like, oh, my face with, like, dots on it, you know? And then I remember I was so excited to read the comments. And the first one was like, what are you doing about the veterans? Like, yeah. nothing about yeah. the veterans? Like, you idiot. So, like, you don't care about it. And then I remember the second one was like, oh, so nothing for the people of Chicago? Like, she doesn't care at all about And I just remember being like, oh. Mm. No, this is going to be the rest of my life. <laughs> this is the internet. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah. it, it just has to be one. Now, what cause would you pick that you think just for PR purposes would be the most? I feel like anything with like hunger or children. You hunger know? and children is always good. Yeah, like St. Jude's Hospital. Yeah. You know, things like that that are just like so noble and helping sick kids. It's like very noble and it's so needed and you have to feel bad too because another oprah controversy i think right she opened up um an all-girls school somewhere in i think it also might have been eastern africa i don't know Mm -hmm. what country and i think it came out that some kids were being abused at that school and i know a girl back in the day who had a school in 
Malawi. I don't know where it was exactly. And she ended up dating one of the teachers at the school. And they were, like, living together. She lived down there, uh-huh. you know. And it came out that he had abused <gasps> students. And it's one of those awful things where, like, then obviously people are upset with, like, the nonprofit and all of the good work. Like, mm-hmm. at, you know, like, it's a heinous, horrible thing to happen. But also, like, th- that happens at, like, other schools that aren't nonprofit schools. Yeah. Anyway, so it's just one of those things where, like, uh, you know, even when you do good, shit happens. Yeah. 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 And, like, the child safeguarding stuff. That's why it's, like, maybe donating towards medical research or, like, yeah, things for kids. I mean, think, oh, you know someone who does – this i mean she does other a lot of other charitable things too but the dolly parton reading club oh where if you sign up to it she'll send you like a book a month for free i think it's until the kid is like three or even five or something and that's like related also to you know from where she grew up and sometimes books weren't always plentiful and so it's a free i mean it's a free resource to get books for your kid. And, like, how amazing is that? So anyone can sign the Dolly part. Oh, my yeah. God. I'm going to cry. That's, like, the cutest Dolly's thing. Dolly's the best. She is the best. And you know who else? Um, Mackenzie Scott, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife. She's, like, all the money that she's gotten, she still had just, you know, just the way that, like, everything works in the market. She still has more mm-hmm. than, anyway, when she started with. But she's giving it. She can't give it away faster. And she's giving away billions with a B to all of these different places, which is incredible. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. I know some people will be like, oh, well, if you have, you know, this much, then you should give away even more. So, you know, I don't want to be that kind of person. But yeah. I don't know. If you if you hit the B, just call, call it a day and make a big splash about it and get yourself that's a, a headline. There are know. gaps in the marketplace. One is – for the first billionaire to donate half, mm-hmm. just donate half. What an opportunity you could be that like, come on, some take, don't you yeah. want to take it? <laughs> and then the other one, I always think about this with Bella Hadid, there's an opportunity for one celebrity to just come out and name every single thing they've gotten done. Not mm. an influencer, not a reality star, like a model, singer, or actor, actress, just to be like, oh, you look so good. Screw it. I got a facelift. Here's the name of my doctor. Yeah. He was really good, but he's hard to get into. And like, it's such an open opportunity for some, but it only counts if you're the first. So hurry yeah. up, everybody. Hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. TikTok. Talk about your chin implant and donate a half. Well, Haley, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. So fun. I'm so sorry that this I always bring range up. Of yeah, yeah. topics and moods. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for coming on and thank you everyone for listening. And I will see you next week for another episode of Fluently Forward. Bye, guys.